Hey, you. Yeah, you. You didn't stumble here by chance, so let's talk. My name is Tyann, but a lot of people call me Taj, and I'm most known for my loud New York personality and my unfiltered opinions. The Melanated Mindset is a safe space for unpopular opinions and heated debates amongst a diverse melting pot of those of us that classify as a melanated millennial. And I don't care if you got a lot of melanin, just a little bit of melanin, or hell, you just melanated by association. Everybody is welcome. Now, I can't speak for y'all, but after seeing what being an adult is really about, nah, I got some things to say. And I know y'all do too. So let's talk about it, because what's really going on? What is up, y'all? Welcome if you're new. Welcome back if you're not. And if you're not new, look at you. Look at me. Look at us. Showing up, being consistent, showing up every week because you don't have to. You could be anywhere doing anything, but you here with me kicking it like always. And there is a solid number of y'all that show up each and every week. And I just want to say thank you because not only am I trying to create a safe space with the Melanated Mindset, but this is my safe space. So thank y'all for continually showing me mad love, mad support, and continuing to let this be a safe space for me to ultimately get some things off my chest. But y'all already know how I'm rolling into things. We are going to jump right into our highlight of the week. So my highlight of the week is without a doubt going to be closing my second deal. So if you haven't really heard about me closing my first deal, or better yet, if you don't know, I am a licensed realtor. I currently service the Columbia, Fort Jackson area. So if you or anybody that you know are PCSing to or from Fort Jackson, or if you're just trying to relocate or sell a home in this area, I am your homegirl. But wait, Tyam, I don't live in South Carolina. I don't want to buy or sell a home there, but I do have interest in buying or selling a home where I currently live. Don't worry, I got you. I am still literally and figuratively your homegirl. I can get you started with the process and then refer you to a trusted realtor in your area. So now that the shameless plug is out of the way, closing my second real estate transaction all within still the first four months of me being licensed still sounds absurd to say on a plethora of levels. Honestly, I could talk about this all day, but I just want to express how much gratitude, how much humility, and just how much pride I have in the fact that I was able to close that deal because that is a deal that I got on my own. I met my buyer client in a grocery store at 7 a.m. with my hair not done in a hoodie on a rainy day when I just planned to run to the grocery store. And by divine alignment and me marketing myself, real estate came up and fast forward three months later and that client is now living in her first home. And I helped her achieve that. And that is a high that I am never going to stop chasing. I positively impacted someone's life. I changed a family's life. And that is what I do it for. 
I don't do it for the money. I don't do it for no other reason but trying to genuinely educate and assist people that look like me make their dreams come true, but also honestly and actively take those steps to building generational wealth and breaking those generational curses. And it it just felt so good. I, I had to tell y'all about it. And let me just warn y'all that today's episode is going to be structured a little bit differently because I don't just have one highlight of the week this week. I actually have two. I just told y'all closing my second deal was the first one. And I'm actually going to save the second one until the end of the episode. So if you want to hear what that is, you just got to keep listening. And as far as my complaint of the week, y'all, y'all going to be really surprised because I'm kind of surprised too. I do not have any. And I know I normally get up here and I normally tell y'all it's Monday. Like we all got something to complain about. But at this exact moment in my life, I have nothing to complain about. And I love that for me. And part of me feels like y'all are literally in real time again, hearing me grow because I feel like I am, I'm working on what I told y'all I'm working on. I'm trying to just focus on the positive what ifs and, you know, the positive things that I have going on in my life so much so that I've been so focused on those things that I don't have time to focus on what's not happening or what didn't go my way. So I don't really have anything to complain about. And I am honestly just as shocked as y'all. But I mean, that's growth. That's evolution in real time for you. Now, what I do got for y'all, per usual, is a Fendi fact. Because what we're not going to do is get up here and not give the conversation no type of sustenance so to speak. So today's Fendi fact comes from an article written by lifehack.org and it's titled Four Signs You Have Distorted Self-Image and How to Fix It. In the perfect world, we would take pride in the body that we have and recognize that we are beautiful in our skin. However, the truth is feeling like this is not all that common. Whilst it, whilst it may be common for some people to think that they are not the best version of themselves and want to change it, some see their body in an entirely different way from how anyone else would see them. That is what is known as distorted self-image. What is distorted self-image? If you have distorted self-image, the way that you may see yourself is not accurate. You may think that you are shorter than you are or a bigger clothes size than you actually are. You may also focus on specific aspects of your self-image, thinking that they are much more apparent than they are to anyone else looking at you. Not only can distorted self-image impact your physical appearance, but it can also affect how you view your talents, your abilities, and the values that you have. I have been, if I'm being honest, I have been dreading this podcast episode since last season. I was actually supposed to do a topic similar to this last season, but if I'm being honest, I chickened out and I was just like, you know what? I'm not there yet, but here we are. And I want to start with why I chose to title this the way that I did versus calling it my weight loss journey. Because to most, that is pretty much what it's going to be about. But I also want 
to bring light to the fact that I didn't title this episode or I don't want this episode to specifically be about not only just my weight loss journey, but like weight loss and all of that in general, because it's not relatable to everybody. You can have a distorted self-image, but that doesn't mean it's just because you're big. Small, smaller framed people may also have distorted self-image. I have plenty of friends who are relatively skinny and petite, and their objective is to gain weight. Their insecurities lie with being small. So it's not necessarily a weight loss journey for me as much as it was a self-image adjustment. Also, in regards to not calling it a weight loss journey, that sets unrealistic expectations, in my opinion, based on what I've learned on this journey. Because a weight loss journey or calling anything a weight loss journey, to me, automatically always insinuates that you're going to be losing weight. When in reality, that's not the case. I'm pretty sure you guys at this point follow or keep up with at least one fitness guru, uh, content creator, or whatever have you. And they will tell you that a weight loss, quote-unquote, journey is not linear. You may lose 50 pounds one month, but then gain five the next month. But maybe it's not fat. Maybe you gain muscle. So weight loss journey, in my opinion, just visualizes this linear journey. And then when you're on that journey and it's not so linear and it's up and down like a roller coaster, then you feel like you failed. You feel like you're not accomplishing what you're supposed to. You feel like you're not living up to your ex- your own expectation, society's expectation, because that's a whole nother ball game. But it really, crediting this entire journey that I've been on, this self-image journey, to just numbers on a scale to me is like putting a Band-Aid on a bullet wound. That doesn't fix the problem. And that's what I think a lot of people, whether you're on a weight loss journey or weight gain journey or definition, whatever it is, you don't like something about your physical appearance. That's not the problem. The problem to me is what lies underneath that. Why don't you like that specific thing about your image. And if you just focus on fixing the image and not fixing the root beneath it, that surface level stuff, that physical appearance stuff, it's always going to crack. It's never going to be solid because you can fix one aspect of your physical appearance because you focus so much on it. And then what do you do? If you don't figure out why you never liked that thing about yourself in the very beginning, you're going to find something else that you don't like about yourself. And you're going to constantly pick yourself apart. And the craziest part is you may not even be doing it consciously. You may be doing it subconsciously based on the type of energy and information you take around, like you take in around you, in my opinion. Fixing how you view yourself first will affect the changes that you see. Because if you're just trying to fix the person that you look at in the mirror, you're not fixing the person you actually are. You're not fixing the person standing in front of the mirror. And that's what matters. Because that's the person that's here, living in the body, 
that's the person that is experiencing these, this physical realm. The person in the mirror is just a reflection. It's literally scientifically just light and glass. That person in that mirror doesn't exist, but the person standing in front of it does. That's who you need to cater to. So you're trying to fix an image of someone that is literally just light and and matter. That's it. That person in the mirror doesn't even look the same when the lights are on versus when the lights are off. So how can we focus this this important, this impactful, this powerful journey of self-image and self-love? How could we let that all rely on a reflection of light and matter? Y'all get what I'm saying? And in my opinion, self-image adjustments last a lot longer than weight goals. Fixing how you truly not only feel about yourself, but how you view yourself has a longer lasting effect, in my opinion, than a weight goal. Because if you have a weight goal, you can achieve that weight goal. But then what comes after that? Another journey of maintaining that weight goal. Then the moment that you fall off and that weight gain or loss journey is no longer linear going in the direction you wanted it to, you start to, you start to down yourself. You start to feel like a failure and you start to feel like you just, you can't do it. When reality is you can, you're just focusing on the wrong thing. And it is so, so much easier said than done. And it's so much easier to talk about on the other side of things. But while I was still going through this self-love journey and trying to genuinely fall in love with my body, especially after having a baby, because that could be a whole podcast episode by itself. If you are a mommy or a soon-to-be mommy or an aspiring mommy, love the body you have right now. That's it. If you were fortunate enough and blessed enough because let me remind you, not everyone is, to bring a life into this world. That body of yours is sacred. It is powerful. It is purposeful. You do not have those stretch marks just because. You do not have that loose skin just because. You have it because you literally created life from scratch. No recipe. You did that, girl. Give yourself some grace. Those baby giggles and those baby snuggles are well worth every war wound. You don't go to battle and come back untouched at all. So wear your armor with pride. Instead of thinking that You're less than the woman you were before because in reality, you're so much more. That body you used to have that you look at those old pictures and wish you could go back to, that body wasn't attached to someone that has been through the things that you have been through, overcame the things that you have overcame. That body is a completely different person. Think of that body as the reflection in the mirror. It doesn't exist. Because you're not that same person. 
So if you want that exact body, you're chasing a pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. Because it doesn't exist. You can't go back to being that person. You're a completely different person, changed inside and out. Why would you want to? And if I'm being honest, with when it comes to me personally, my kind of like weight, like weight loss, self-image issues, I mean, if I had to really think back to where they stem from, if you don't know, I grew up in a very Caribbean, Hispanic, West Indian household. So, um, yeah, let's just say that Caribbean, other Caribbean women, specifically older of authority, tend to be very open and honest about their opinions on the appearances of other women. Why? I have no idea because as a woman, we know what it feels like for someone to comment on our physical appearance. Especially if you're trying, or better or worse, if you're not, but you know you want to be, for someone to constantly bring it up, make it a topic of conversation, it's a little bit traumatic. And I know that any girl that grew up in that type of household can feel me on that one. And it's I don't honestly feel like our elders do it to, you know, belittle us and to be scornful. I feel like they honestly feel like it's just to give us tough skin. And if I'm also being honest, I mean, it kind of works, or at least it did in my, uh, like, I don't know, like, y'all, y- y'all know. And if you don't, if you've never been around older West Indian women, oh, please, baby, you want to get red, put on a couple pounds. Put on a couple pounds and show up to the event, and everybody is going to let you know whether directly or indirectly, that you have put on a couple pounds and you need to get your shit together. You're going to feel real small, even at your biggest. And that's, that's unfortunately just how a lot of us had to cope with our weight or a lot of us had to were forced to get comfortable with it because everybody can't handle that. So some of us, we were fine. It built us this tough skin like, okay, nothing anybody says outside of my house or outside of my family could hurt my feelings because, I mean, I could take it with my family to it and those people that love me. You get what I'm saying? So you just have a, a thicker skin for outsiders. So to that extent, I get it and I understand. It's just being on the other side looking in, you know, being the, the following de- generation, there are just some things you you wish were done differently, so you just try your best to do differently. And that's honestly all we can do. So between growing up in a West Indian household and then adding all of the hormones from being on birth control and depo did not help at all. If you don't know my birth control story, I talk about it in season one, so... Definitely go back and re-listen to that because that definitely added to my self-image issues because it felt like I just blew up overnight and I didn't even realize that I was as big as I was. 
And it did, like, what it took for me to know I needed a change was when I started disliking taking pictures. Because again, I was focused on the girl in the pictures, the girl in the mirrors. Like, not honestly, not even because the girl I saw in the mirror and the girl I saw in pictures were two different things. So I do 100% feel like I had or still have some type of distorted self-image, but it's not the typical where like, oh, I look at myself in the mirror and think that I'm worse off than I actually am. No, I was looking at myself in the mirror thinking that I was still that same high school 150, 160 pound girl that was on track and cheerleading like and walking miles upon miles living in Brooklyn. Like I thought I was that girl still in the mirror. And then when people would take pictures of me, I'd be like, who the hell is that? It honestly got to the point where I didn't even recognize myself at all. And that's when I knew something had to change because instead of me trying to just fix it, I went a while where I just didn't take pictures. Keep in mind, y'all, I was at my heaviest, my normal pre-pregnancy heaviest right before I got pregnant. So when I found out I got pregnant, all I was concerned with was how much weight I was going to gain. Because I'm like, damn, I'm already big. I'm literally about to get bigger and there's nothing I could do about it. To the point where, well, I mean, COVID helped too because I didn't really get to go out and stuff my face like a normal pregnant person. So I was forced to literally cook all of my meals, which I'm thankful for. So I only ended up gaining gaining 16 pounds while I was pregnant. And the recommended amount of weight is anywhere between 15 and 20 pounds to stay in like an average weight gain range. So I had only gained 16 pounds. So I knew like damn, I 10 months I've been growing a whole human and I've only gained 16. Like that mean I put on all the rest of this by myself. Like I don't have no baby. I didn't have a big 10, 11 pound baby. I gained 16 pounds and my baby was six pounds when he was born. So I'm like, no, something has to change. And then COVID happened. We forced me to be locked in the house with a baby and these mirrors. And I was just like, no, I'm tired of not liking who I see when I take pictures because if I'm being realistic, despite the fact that COVID happened and I couldn't go out and take pictures, y'all, I barely took pictures throughout my pregnancy because I just didn't want reminders of how big I was. And I kept telling Malik, I kept telling my friends, like, let me know when my nose starts spreading. Let me know when my nose starts, like when my face starts getting big, let me know. None of them huffers did. And now, fortunately, you know, Malik has a couple pictures and videos here and there. And I'm like, damn, my nose was spreading. Nobody told me. But it's like, it. I was growing a person. And if you know my story, y'all know how hard I fought to get to that point. And to rob myself of so much joy and memories. If you don't know this about me, I'm so big on pictures and videos not even just for posting, but just for memories. My mom has buckets upon buckets and photo album upon photo album of my childhood, of her like adolescence. And it just, every time I go to my mom's house and I'm just feeling down, I just flip through all the pictures. And I love how it makes me feel. I love that I learn something new every time I look at a new picture. And I promised myself I would do that for my family, but even more so. So I take pictures of everything. 
I take videos of everything. I share very little, but you know, behind the scenes, y'all, my friends and my family be sick of me. But I want to, on my deathbed, whoever is still here, whether it's my husband, my friends, my family, I want somebody to just play back my greatest life moments for me. If I start getting dementia and I start forgetting, I want somebody to be able to play it on the screen for me to remember. And I want to just live in those moments without worrying about what I look like. And freshly postpartum, I wasn't there yet. I had to get there. I had to build myself up to be like, you know what, Tyann? It's not about who you see when you look in the mirror. It's about why you feel that way. And I started to realize like, yo, I feel this way about myself because society don't let me feel any different. Society don't let me feel beautiful with these stretch marks and this extra skin and and this jiggle. Like, yeah, they say it like, oh yeah, embrace your new body, but nobody really does. You get shamed for, you know, not editing your pics or showing your natural body. And it's, it's disgusting. So I had to not just reprogram my mind, but reprogram my surroundings. Anybody that I felt like would has ever body shamed or anybody I was following on social media that was reposting or liking things that involved body shaming, you got to go. I had to clean up the timeline. I don't want to see the, the Instagram models with with the, the done up BBL bodies. No shade to the BBL girls. You got the money, fix what you want. But they know and the girls on the other side, the natural girls know it's a it's a deeper reason. You got to fix why you wanted it to get fixed before you fix what needs to be fixed, if that makes sense. And it's, it's y'all, it's hard. It's a lot to process. And then, you know, postpartum hormones. Everybody talks about postpartum, but there really is no definition of postpartum. Everybody's journey is going to be different. Everybody... It's, it's just different. There's no one size fits all. But the one thing that is, is that you have to, you got to love yourself. We are only loaned this physical being for a borrowed amount of time. If you believe in a higher source, a higher power, a higher being, you believe that they don't make mistakes, right? So you got to actually live by that as much as you can. And I know it's hard. I know it's hard. Nothing that is truly going to propel you into the best version of yourself is ever easy. And if it is, it's really not what it seems to be. Like for me, I had to take control of my body. I had to take control over the way I viewed my body. And for me personally, that started with the incorporation of more exercise. Y'all know I, during quarantine and postpartum, I found and fell in love with yoga. So I was moving my body more often. And I loved the fact that yoga, it didn't feel like working out. It felt like it was teaching me about my body, how my body can move, the things that my body is capable of doing with time and practice. And that helped me figure out like, yo, my body can do some pretty amazing things if I just give it time. 
couple that with some dietary changes. I'm not sure if I ever mentioned it on here, but I am pescatarian. In the start of 2022, January 1st, I decided to give up meat. Uh, I'd always planned to do so when we moved back to the States, because if you don't know, my husband is in the military and we were previously stationed in Italy. And let me just tell y'all, the meat quality in America is as trash as we as Americans think and know it is, and just as trash as everyone else says it is. Because the quality of meat in Italy was like nothing I have ever seen. I would get our meat from a butcher, a fresh butcher where the meat is never frozen. They they throw out or donate whatever's left at the end of the night, like it was different and it was so cheap and it 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 opened my eyes that yeah america is producing things in the masses and i'm not okay with that so if i could change my diet up just a little bit to help me fall in love with myself on the inside that will in turn help me love the woman that i see on the outside then it was worth it for me. And we came back to the States post-pandemic where a pack of chicken wings was like $20. And I was like, "Mm, perfect time to cut it out. And with some other dietary changes became this kind of health and wellness journey that I'm on. That's how I like to call it when I'm describing my physical physical appearance or my quote-unquote dietary restrictions which doesn't I don't call it a diet because it's a lifestyle for me so incorporating things like more taking my vitamins and drinking alkaline water and speaking of alkaline water in the beginning of this episode I told you guys that I had a second highlight of the week that I would tell y'all about at the end So, if you made it this far, congratulations. You were about to get the tea. But, (laughs) no, but for real. My second highlight of the week is that I I have officially been offered and accepted my first ambassador program collaboration, which still sounds nuts to say. But it couldn't have come at a better time. It couldn't be with a a better company. And I feel like everything happens for a reason. And if y'all been rocking with me, y'all know what the brand I'm trying to build is based off of. Y'all know where I'm trying to go. At least I hope y'all know where I'm trying to go with this and the way that I'm trying to scale this. And to be able to partner with a brand by the name of Defy that is Black-owned, woman-owned, and veteran-owned could not be more divinely aligned with my brand and the things that I value most. And I think, I don't even think I got to say too much about how much that Y'all know I don't believe in coincidences, but how much that that says that that is the first brand collaboration that I am fortunate enough and blessed enough to be a part of. And that is so crazy to me. So the tea is you guys can go on 
Defy's website. They have alkaline water by the case. They have some CBD 0% THC products for muscle recovery. They have muscle bombs. They have pre-workout drinks that are also immunity boosting, like their elderberry lemonade, which is my favorite pre-workout flavor. Like, come on, natural immune boosting, energy boosting. It doesn't give you the jitters. You don't have that crash like you do when you drink a lot of other pre-workouts or energy drinks. They have uh, CBD tinctures. They have muscle recovery drinks. They have a lot, and I think anybody and everybody can find a use for at least one of their products. But if at the very least you get nothing from them, the cases of alkaline water is a must because do your research. I'm not, I don't want to go on a, go off on a tangent, but do your research on the benefits of alkaline water and then come back and think about the fact that a black woman owned veteran owned company is sourcing this and providing this to a community. We all, you all, we all buy water anyway. Why not make it two from a small black-owned brand that your sale means the world to? And it's actually natural water that's good for you versus putting money in pockets of mega corporations that your sale will not make or break their company. They do not care what they're putting in their water as long as you are going to continue to buy it. So if you're interested, there is a link in my Instagram bio. And if you're not following me on Instagram, you should be at tyann.watson, T-Y-A-N-N-E dot W-A-T-S-O-N. There's a link in my bio directly to their website for you to browse and shop their products. Or if you don't feel like doing all that, you can just use my code TYANN10. That is T-Y-A-N-N-E 10 for a discount off your purchase. It's not just off your first purchase. So every time you make a purchase from them, you can use my code and you're going to get a discount. That coupon code does not expire. So no matter when you're hearing this, you could save you a little bit of coins, you could support a black-owned business, and you could put naturally healthy and organic, you could fuel your body the way that you should. And you can literally defy the everyday odds. And we are ending in our very familiar place with our word of the week. And this week's word of the week is going to be to dissect because you have to dissect the root of your body image issues. You have to dissect the root of your self-image issues and why you feel the way you feel about your body, whether you feel like you're too big or too small or your butt's too big or your lips are too big, nose is too small, whatever it is, whoever you are, try to actively digest why you don't like what you like. Is it because you generally don't like it or is it because you have been conditioned to not like it? And that doesn't happen overnight. It's not a one, two, three easy thing. But as long as you're actively trying to get to the root of the problem, 
your foundation will always be secure. And that's coming from someone who's been there and who is still actively working on loving the woman that I am. And it's crazy because I've, before I stopped breastfeeding, breastfeeding my son, I was actually 10 pounds lighter than I am right now. But I have so much more confidence in my body, 10 pounds heavier. And I remember being so down on myself, like, damn, girl, you lost all that weight just to gain 10 pounds back? But with that 10 pounds came confidence because I had already fell in love with the woman that I was at the previous weight. So it gaining the 10 pounds didn't alter that. Gaining the 10 pounds just altered the number on the scale, which I don't really ever use anyway, honestly. And if you're one of those people that's addicted to the scale, throw it out. Measure your progress with old clothes. I cannot, I cannot recommend any more highly. 10 out of 10. Measure yourself with old clothes and throw the scale away. And that's really all I got for y'all. Like I said, y'all know the vibes. If you're not following me on Instagram, you need to be at tyann.watson. If you're not following the podcast Instagram, at the dot melanated mindset, you need to be. If you're not drinking alkaline water, you need to use my code tyann10 at defy.com because, yeah, you need to be. And on that note, if you made it this far, thank you for just rocking with me, kicking with me, chopping it up with me, all of that. I appreciate each and every one of y'all. The love, the support, it never goes unnoticed or unappreciated. And if you want to join the conversation in real time and share your personal thoughts and opinions, make sure you follow me on Instagram at the.melanatedmindset. That's where I'm going to be posting all the polls, the questions, the conversation starters, all of that. That's also going to be where you'll get to hear sneak peeks and previews into the episodes to come. It's going to be one hell of a ride. I hope y'all are ready. Until then, I'll see y'all same time, same place next week for hashtag Melanated Monday. And remember, the goal is to be good and do good. Until then, peace y'all.